This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, monogamous relationship. Um, On my journey, I have met some incredible people, and I'm so excited today. I have my two amazing, amazing co-founders of Solidarity Media, Ellie Cano and Selena Tatsuko. Glad to have you both here. So just uh, some quick intros. Selena is a creative marketing operations uh, specialist and has worked with brands such as Verizon, L'Oreal, Microsoft, Comcast, Xfinity, Walmart, the list goes on. Um, And she's currently working with DraftKings. Currently, she lives in South Jamaica, Queens, New York, and is looking forward to working for herself one day. Ellie is a production manager, um, professional in TV, film, and digital content, who also produces uh, for luxury events. She was born in Phoenix, Arizona. She's lived in several different states, but calls New York City um, home uh, for the past nine years. Ellie loves watching TV, dancing, um, but spends most of her free time this day, these days getting ready and planning for her wedding. Very exciting. <laughs> Ellie, how are you feeling about that? Um, I'm feeling good. I'm trying to take a very like calm approach. I'm trying to not stress and just know that it's going to happen, that it's going to be great, that I just want to have fun and be around loved ones and I'm focusing Mm -hmm. on. So I think it'll be fun. That's great. Awesome. Selena, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to see you both. And I'm so excited that we could like, so you two are actually my first, um, interviews on this podcast. Um, And I think it's very fitting because we've started Solidarity Media together. Um, And I couldn't like think of any uh, better people who have like really helped and supported me on this journey. Um, And for those who don't know, I started this as a result of doing a match of joining a matchmaking service. And when I first did it, like literally like five minutes after I did it, you guys, like I texted you all and was like, I don't know what the fuck I just did. I think I just did something stupid. Um, And really like just the encouragement and support you both kind of showed like no judgment, just like really, you know, having my back saying like, this is going to be great for you. I couldn't like have asked for a better response and to just have you guys in my corner has just been amazing. So thank you. Yay. I'm glad. (laughs) Awesome. So I want to kind of start maybe a little bit from the beginning. Um, If you guys can maybe share about how you sort of grew up and how you were kind of taught um, to love in your childhood. Um, So Selena, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, Well, I also grew up in Arizona, but in Tempe, Arizona. And I grew up, I would say like my parents are still married. Um, and it's, but it was not without struggle. Like I've definitely seen my parents argue and fight. I have a younger sister who's 11 years younger than me. And I actually witnessed her birth, um, and was like, you know, my parents wanted us to be close, so they really had me be a part of it. Um, but how I would express, like how I feel like I grew up in relation to love is like, I saw my parents um argue and kind of the roles they play were like different from your typical gender roles that you see in like movies and what we're taught in life I guess um like my mom was out working and she was she would work long hours and she was up early and like would come home late 
And my dad had more of a teacher schedule for a while while I was young, wasn't working at all and was doing the laundry, cleaning, cooking, taking care of the household. Um, so I grew up and went to school and then became socialized and realized how like outside of the norm that was. Mm. So when I reflect on like, you know, how I saw love, I would say like untraditional and kind of like, um, very, my parents have very different ways of approaching life too. I was, so I got to see two very different people coexist and like still be themselves. So I thought that, I feel like that's always, that's something that I want to keep in my relationships moving forward. I love that. And I love that word, untraditional way of loving. I think that that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Ellie, how about you? Um, it's funny because, um, I feel like Celine and I live very like parallel lives. Um, and we didn't know it until we met in college because same, my parents were not the traditional gender roles. My mom was, um, well, she became a nurse at 40 when, after she had me. And so she was working super long hours. Um, my dad working, but, uh, as a chef at a hospital. So he would always, he was the one mainly in the kitchen cooking. He was always um, in the yard uh, making things and just creating. And my mom really taking care of the bills and bringing home most of the money. So I, I kind of, I kind of saw that dynamic and um, as well as my parents having their struggles too. Like I just, I always, I always remember this time where like, I kind of almost thought they were going to get divorced. I wasn't sure if they actually loved each other. They weren't very like physically loving in front of anyone. And so, um, but they were very loving to me. They, they never missed a beat with me. Like I never, ever felt left out or anything I saw my friends like being spoiled with items and I just was like I wasn't spoiled with food like I could just say Papi, yo tengo hambre," and he would just like serve me up some food and I don't know I just felt very, very um always just taken care of and I saw that my brother and sister um they're nine and eleven years older than me and they have a different dad and I saw some shaky dynamics between them and my dad sometimes um so that always made me feel a little strange mm -hmm. but but between the love of me and my parents that like never wavered um so I, I'm not sure exactly how to describe it but I just I always felt I felt very secure in the love that I like received from my family I think that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think you both kind of touched on something that I I actually just sort of was talking about with another friend recently. Um, just about like I don't know either it might be maybe like cultural kind of dynamics to this, but but just that like generational understanding of you know how we love and how we sort of like um, undo or or try to like break against like those gender norms. 
um, you know, parents who maybe like moms who are having to raise the kid and do the job and like do all these things, you know, a dad who's maybe more stay at home and, you know, a little bit more like hands on. Um, I think that that's something that I I definitely sort of resonated with and just like understanding like because, you know, my caregivers were sort of having to do things in an untraditional way, it kind of resulted in me having these very more open-minded or like broad viewpoints on just like myself and the world and, you know, how we love each other, how we care and show affection to one another. Um, And now, especially like I'm trying to do the work of like undoing a lot of the sort of generational trauma because sacrifice was like a big theme in my family dynamic of just like, you know, we have like, we have to do the work. We have to like, you know, put the time in to um, be successful and to do these things. Um, And meanwhile, you know, cultivating kind of healthier relationships sometimes got put like on the back burner. Um, so yeah, I really, I really just both resonated with what, what you both kind of just shared about that. And that's great that, you know, Ellie, I'm, I think you have a secure attachment style. We were talking before the record here. Ellie didn't know about what, what attachment style she had. I feel like based on what you just said, you do have a very um, secure attachment style, but we'll get in, we'll, we'll maybe get into that a little bit later. Can we now, let's jump forward a couple years into like maybe young adult life, right? early dating days how was that for the both of you you know who were you in your relationships did you enjoy dating if so if not you know why was that um ellie why don't we start with you um i would say that um as i was growing up in dating i don't know i wasn't dating like i was talking i was talking to guys i was Ah, always in that talking we're always just talking (laughs) talking like I don't know maybe going out on a date literally just talking to guys and like I always talked about this proverbial mountain or hill and we would we would be climbing and oh just fizzle out just tumble right back down it would nothing nothing would happen like I would just be talking to guys and either I would get bored or he would ghost me or I don't know like we would just never get over that hump and I talked to one guy on and off for like six years, not great. Like Mm. just one of those not great situations where we just always went back to each other because we didn't have anything else to do. And um, I think that it, yeah, it took me a while to, to understand like if this was going to happen for me, but I always had this thought in the back of my head that I was like, it, it'll happen one day. Like It'll happen for me. But I, I never lost this little hope, but I was like, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't where, because I've, it hasn't happened <laughs> at all. Um, but then it finally did. And then when it did, I was like, oh my God, I got over that mountain. I looked at him and was like, are we really on the same page? Like going forward together? Really? So that was, that was great. Yep. Again, secure attachment style, that mindset of like, it'll happen. It'll be good. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, is that yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so Selena, I know. Selena, how about uh, you? I would say that I had a very like if we're talking if I'm associating it with an attachment style in my younger, I'm thinking like college years of dating, because high school I didn't really like date. And also in college it was like talking. Oh, life works. I'm talking to this guy. Um, I did have like a serious guy that I really liked in college and it ended up he was cheating on me and took someone else's virginity. 
And so that was pretty like heartbreaking at the time, like for my 21, 22 year old self. Um, but I mean, I still, I don't have anything negative to say about him, but I will say I like post that like 22 and beyond. I was very much like, I don't want to get close. I don't want to get, get be too involved. Like we can talk, don't tell anyone. This is nothing like very much under the radar dating is what I would call it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I didn't feel beholden to anyone. I didn't want anyone to feel beholden to me. Like if a week later they had a girlfriend, I was like, great, don't text me anymore. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't feel any way about it. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, because I stayed like pretty single, like I had a relationship in my late twenties, um, but that, um, was like a lesson we'll call it that that was a lesson but um now like I dated for a little bit when I first moved to New York and that was so fun like I feel like I had a very like maybe anxious I was very like curious about people and so the people I would meet were unlike any people I would ever meet in Arizona so I just was like wow yeah tell me your whole life story I want to know um so yeah I guess it's, it's changed first I was very like did not after my heartbreak did not want to be attached or tied down and then as I grew I was like I want to know more things about people nice yeah so an avoidant avoidant style at the beginning um and then you said you transitioned into more I guess I think you I think you're more in a secure place now I wouldn't say that curiosity leans yeah leans necessarily to anxiety but like I, I yeah I can see that transition for sure happening after such a a shitty heartbreak like that um I think I was I was very similar as well too like a similar to you Ellie like I didn't really start dating or anything or similar to both of you like we didn't start dating or anything until college right like that um that experience just felt like really delayed for me in a lot of ways. And so then I was like trying to figure it out, like at a very young age when I barely even knew who the hell I was, let alone like trying to get to know somebody else. Um, and similar, I was just, I hadn't really like had like a major heartbreak or anything, but I was very kind of avoidant in the beginning of just like, okay, I, I don't want to, I, I, I was focused on my career. I was focused on like graduating and like being successful and, you know, going off and do these big things. Um, so I wanted that to be my focus. Um, and again, trying to pull away from that generational trauma of just like women in my family who, you know, for the most part would just get married, have kids. And, you know, that was sort of the pattern. I really wanted to break away from that and just like you know, have this <laughs> different kind of life. And for me, a romantic relationship just was just seemed like the last thing on the plate, you know, so it was like, very, very avoidant in my early dating, dating years. Um, but then yeah, as I got older, as I moved to New York City, realizing like, I want to be in a relationship, I want to find love, that more kind of anxious style started to, to come up a little bit for me. Um, so you both now are in some very loving, wonderful relationships. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how you met your person, how things are going, how things have been? Selena, you want to start us off? Um, okay. I'm like, oh, how I met. Well, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I met Graydon 
in like 2009 or 10 or something um, because he was dating my best friend from high school at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a very tumultuous relationship. And so I was not close to him. I, I was obviously like her friend. So I know her side of it. And just from her POV, as tumultuous. They were, you're young, you're in your 20s. Like they're both athletes. You don't know what you want. You're living life. Um, so they ended up breaking up in like 2000 and I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. Um, and mind you, like would randomly keep in touch with her once in a while, keep up, randomly would keep up with him on social media, but no like contact. Um, fast forward to 2018, February, I moved, well, I moved to New York in January of 2018. So it's almost my anniversary. Oh my God. That's that day. Um, but in February, we hung out in February of 2018. We hung out for the first time since 2000 and probably 12 or whatever, when, whenever he left Arizona and we just kind of like never stopped hanging out. Um, I was really nervous to like tell my friend, but, and we hadn't spoken so long, um, but I just kind of like sent her this really long text and was just super vulnerable about it. And looking back, it probably warranted like a phone call or a FaceTime because we weren't in the same state, but she responded, I didn't expect her to respond and she responded, good luck. I love you. And then um, I never heard from her again, but like I heard through other people that she was like, messaging them on social media and kind of like attacking them for being my friend Mm. um because I was dating him um so like and like people were obviously telling me that this was happening so um I just continued to date him though because part of my message to her was like I feel happy now and I I deserve to be happy and like I wish it could have been somebody else but here we are and Mm. um so now you know he and I have gone through definitely like tough times struggled with communications like very different backgrounds like he grew up in a more traditional household and I didn't so like figuring that out was like really hard I would even say like living together was probably when it got the most difficult and figuring out like each other's habits like clean levels and like thresholds of like what you can handle Um, but I really do appreciate now it's been like super easy conversations. Like we were just talking the other day and it was like, what's like something like one thing you can always hang your hat on in this relationship. And mine was like that I can always be myself. And I think that's important. And that like brings me a lot of peace and makes me have a different type of attachment style where it's like, okay, good, bad, or ugly, like, you've seen the worst of me now, like, you've seen me super angry, and, like, and super happy, and, like, you still are just, like, so loving, and so accepting, and that's my favorite thing. I love that. That's so great. Yeah, when you find somebody that you can just be, you know, your true, authentic self with, like, that, that's how you know that you, um, you know, are in a, in the right place, and the fact that you guys not only, you know, had like several years of just like friendship underneath that as well too to kind of just further cultivate like that trust and that understanding um but before I go to Ellie I do I want to talk a little bit about that like experience of breaking girl code in a way I guess like I don't know if that's even really a thing necessarily in this circumstance because 
they had been apart for quite some time, right? And, you know, you guys had a, a close friendship, but you also were hadn't really spoken in quite some time either. So I don't know. And Ellie, you know, feel free to jump in as well, too. Like, do you think, like, does girl code still need to be something that we need to reside by um, in a society where, like, people are complex, feelings change, like, you suddenly have a connection with somebody that where you can be your authentic self, where you can feel good, like, is that necessarily a bad thing? Like, if we're friends, I would, I would be happy for you, right? Like, I don't know. So what do you guys think? I think that, especially if you, I mean, it depends, every relationship is different, every friendship is different. So it depends. But I think Selena reaching out, whether that just was, was just a text, but a very detailed text, obviously, there's emotion there, there's empathy there. That's, that's, something that's more than nothing that's that's not just oh tossing whatever friendship we used to have to the side like I still care about you in some ways so I want you to know that this is where I'm going forward but be happy because I'm happy like let's 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 all just be happy and also in Selena's situation this person went ahead and had a family <laughs> she got married married with a child Key side note, everybody. Key side note: She is happily married and with a child elsewhere. <laughs> Have some context, like. But to just play, like in my own head, I understood. I've known this person since high school. Like, obviously, I think the heartbreak for me, if I'm putting myself in her shoes, would be like, okay, well, now our friendship has to change. Like, yes, I'm happy for you, but it is like we're not going to double date anymore. Like if you dated a stranger, we could catch up every once in a while and like we could all still engage, but it's not like either of them really want to be around each other. So it's like, I get where she's coming from um, and being disappointed and like losing a friend because it was something I was bummed about too. And I was like, man, I know the minute I send this text, it's like official, official, like this dynamic will change. Um, I did not know to what extent at the time, but um I do get where she's coming from. And I will, I do feel some type of loyalty. Like, like I'm thinking now my friends, I know my friends would understand, but I would never date like Raleigh, for example, if whatever, you know, like that just would not happen because Ellie is like family. And I would like, she has to approve of the people I date and like, who would approve of that? So she, like, if you're Ellie, she'd be like, okay, I understand people are complex, but like, okay, have fun with that. Bye. Like, so like, I just, I get it. I feel like there is girl code to a certain level, not even girl code, but just like familial code. Like if you feel like someone's family, like maybe that person is just like family and let that be that. And yeah. Or like, yeah. Or, um, human code, just being, being, code. being good, being how treating someone, how you would want to be treated. And so in this yeah. situation, the golden rule. I want my friend to tell me probably yes so like I guess that's just kind of how like I would look at it too not necessarily like oh it has to be girl code it has to be guy code oh you're breaking it but like are you are you just being a good person Mm, I Um, love that common sense common good really love that um exceptional sense exceptional sense only Uh, exceptional people have it (laughs) (laughs) love it adopting it yes (laughs) Um, speaking of Brawley, <laughs> Ellie, you want to talk about how you and Brawley met? Because this story, like I've heard this story like a couple times now, and I still just, I, a part of me doesn't want to believe like how just 
incredible you guys like came together it just literally plays out like a movie and it should be a movie one day solidarity media will be producing that um but do you want to yeah tell us again about how you guys met so actually it'll be this saturday january 21st will be 10 years to the day oh snap so it was january 21st 2013 i was a news reporter in beaumont texas a small town in Texas. And um, I was going to um, interview a Harlem Globetrotter that morning. And to me, I thought Harlem Globetrotters were really old, retired basketball players, like in their 45, 50 something. And I'm like 22 at this point. And um, so I didn't, I didn't look into his profile or whatever until the morning of, and I pull up his bio thinking, okay, I need to prepare for this interview. And I was like, Wait a second. You're cute. You're 26. You're from New York. What's happening here? So I was excited to interview this cute guy. Um, and he comes in and I don't know, like immediately, just like the way that he carried himself. Um, like I was immediately attracted to it was, but it was like 5 30 AM. I'm the morning show reporter. So he's, uh, he's coming on the morning show. He's obviously tired. I ask him if he wants anything to drink, any coffee, tea, hot chocolate. He says hot chocolate. And I mean, I, I don't know why that, I rem, that sticks in my mind because I didn't drink coffee. Still don't to this day. And neither does he. I was like, oh, that's so cute to me. Okay. And then I was like, all right. <laughs> it's also something sensual about that. I don't know why, but like the way you just said it, like hot chocolate. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> he had me at hot chocolate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and this, and then, and then when he was like, "All right, bet," I was like, "I don't know why." I just felt that, like his, the way he carried himself, the way he spoke. I don't know. Swag, it was like, the swag. He had, but then when we got on camera, he like turns it on. He's this cheese character because that's his name and the team. And he was, um, I could just tell he was just this very vibrant, charismatic personality, and that he had levels to him. And I was just like, "Wow, okay." And so in between our takes, I'm just, you know, kind of chatting him up a little bit um, when I didn't have to be. And then instead of asking my friend for advice, because, you know, that's what we all do. I, in my mind, I was just like, I don't want to let this guy just leave. So I take some of my business cards and I write my cell phone number on the back. And as he's leaving, um, with him and his representative, I give them both cards and very nonchalant. And I was just like, you know, keep me updated on events coming up. It was so great to meet you. Thank you so much. And he, in my mind, I was like, all right, balls in his court. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he ends up texting me that night. And then I go to his game that weekend in Houston and, um, we were supposed to see each other after the game and who knows what would have happened if we would have seen each other after the game. Cause we, cause we, we went to the club after the game. So we went to the club. We just were like continuing, like trying to get to know each other. He was like, tell me everything there is to know about you go. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that was really cute. Love it. Very, very <laughs> curious. Love it. <laughs> Let me tell you about myself. Um, we love a curious thing. We're supposed to meet up after that, but I went to go eat with my friends. He fell asleep. We didn't meet up. Hindsight, probably a good thing. So then we just 
continued to talk after that. We just talked, started talking almost every day and we were long distance for a year until we, um, until I moved to New York. So that was all 2013, 2014, I moved to New York. We, I was living with some roommates. Um, that roommate situation kind of imploded and we were like, okay, we're going to sit down and have a serious conversation of, are we moving forward? Because if we are on the same track with each other, then we can move in together. But it's not like, oh, we're going to move in, play house, move out, still be together. Like this is a step forward. And we had that very long conversation. And so we decided to move in together. Um, and, but before that, actually another side note about us getting to know each other and building our foundation, like um, long distance for a year, we weren't officially boyfriend and girlfriend that entire time. Like it wasn't, it was um, June. He tells me he loves me. July, I tell him I love him. He told me first and I was like, I need to figure out if this is, this is for me. Like, I, am I, do I love him or am I just saying it because he said it and like, I was, I really did some like introspection and then, then I um, told him a couple of weeks later. And then it wasn't until November of 2013 where he very dramatically asks me to be his girlfriend. He makes this video that's a compilation of all of our photos and videos and music we would send to each other. And then he came up on the screen at the end and was like telling me how much he loved me. And he was like, here, read this book. And then in real life, he gives me a book that's <laughs> that's like a photo book of like how we met and like all of like our little adventures. And at the end, it's printed, but it like looks like it's handwritten and says, will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no. And he hands me a marker and I'm crying. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. She showed us the video. Like after the fact, she came to visit and we're all like sitting on our front bed, like crying, like, oh my <laughs> God, this is like what you want for your friends. Like, Literally. <laughs> when I showed, cause I showed Selena and Andrea and then like two of our other friends, um, who I'm like not as super close to. And my two other friends were like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And Selena and Andrew are over here bawling. <laughs> True friends, yeah. true friends, just <laughs> shedding tears. I love it. They seen, they saw me throughout college. They, uh, they saw that it just never would happen for me. And so then they were like, oh, that's what I want for you. Which I love. I love that. But yeah, Barley and I have been together for 10 years now. And Woo! then this November, so 10 years to, to to him, you know, asking me to be his girlfriend, we will get married. Yes. Very, very excited. Love it. Um, okay. couple questions coming out from that story. Um, so I love that you like didn't even hesitate. You took the initiative. You wrote your number down. You said, I'm going to go for it. And you, you, you shot your, you took your shot, right? <laughs> like you put the ball up, you took your shot. Um, I've been finding more and more in, in dating that like, I, first of all, I don't get asked out a lot, like ever really like, like legitimate Olivia. I think you're great. I want to take you on a date. Like that never really happens. If I'm not like taking the initiative most of the time, I find that like, I probably 
would never go out on dates. Um, like even on dating apps too, like there's a lot of just kind of back and forth. And eventually I have to kind of be the one that's like, okay, so do you want to meet in person? Like you want to go on the date date? Um, but I'm, I'm also, as I speak to a lot of guys too, I realize that they are liking it. They're liking this, this, I don't know if it's like taking the pressure off or something, or just like, again, changing those gender norms or changing this moving to this like un, untraditional way of like loving and dating and everything. Do you guys think like <laughs> more women should just sort of um, in heterosexual relationships, more women should like take the lead in just asking out a guy and going for it, shooting their shot? If that's who you are, then that's who you should be. Like if you're, if that's not, it, I think you should just always be yourself because then you get to know someone and they're not getting to know you. And like, you know what I mean? So if you're like, oh, I'm going to play it cool and play it shy, but really you're somebody who's like, no, no, I'm a go-getter. I will take the initiative. I will go up and talk to somebody. Then like, you should do that. You know? And also, it's, I think also it doesn't necessarily, um, if you feel like that's not who you are, but you feel a spark, like you feel that type that even that little bit of a pull to do it, then right then right into that and do it because I would not say that I was an assertive person or even am or like I um I feel like I'm a mix of outgoing and and shy and I would be reserved and but I just felt this like pull this this tick in the back of my mind that says oh let me just do this and so then I acted on it and I feel like if you feel any type of um intuition like that just act on it yeah, I will say Ellie's always been someone who would trust her gut. So maybe not always this like outgoing assertive person. You could be that if you need to be, if the situation calls for it. But you're definitely someone who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll trust my gut. This is the right thing to do. Or no, I don't want to do this. Right. And so if you, and then, so then that goes into like with how stereotypes and how like things are today. Like you don't want to seem like this. You don't want to seem thirsty. You don't want to like come off as this, but like, don't get in your head about that. If you mm -hmm. feel like you feel it in your gut, then just go for it. I love that. Ellie was like the universe was knocking at your door telling you this is your future. Go get it. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> and then I yeah. It. <laughs> then, yeah. Um, no, but I love that. Like, yeah, like, just staying true to yourself and if it makes sense and if that's what you want to do. Cause you know, I know a lot of women that, you know, want to want a man to make the first move, right? Like that's just, you know, what you need to feel desired, to feel loved, like do that, stick to who you are and stick to, you know, what feels right in, in, in your gut, in your intuition, right? Have Ellie's strong sense of intuition within you. Ellie's voice just in my head from now on, like go for it, write your number down. Um, <laughs> love it um oh another question that kind of came up as you were telling your story um the I love yous right like when when in at an in a relationship you know do you feel it's like the good time or the best time to like to say it right so when that moment came up like or I guess after he had said it to you because he said it first what was the thought process behind that of just like you know where where was the moment that said like yeah this is it I do I'm I'm in love and I'm I'm gonna confess that to this person um and and also mind you I'm 23 at this time um and never truly been in love never truly had a boyfriend had a relationship something sturdy something strong something I could actually rely on 
Um, so I wanted to be very sure myself before giving that up. And I felt like the way he said it, it, we were on, um, Skype, Skype days. And, uh, it, it just like, I, I think I like mimicked him in some funny way. And, um, he, it just like fell out of him. I, it seemed, he was like, that's why I love you. I was like, and he, he was like, oh, he kind of just like, let it slide. <laughs> and then he ends up like, and then he sees me a couple of weeks later and um, he like tells me again, he's like, you, we both know you heard me. Like, <laughs> I do love you. I was like, okay. But I still, like, I still didn't want it to just be because I felt like, oh, I need it And so I actually I like remember going back and like listening to love songs <laughs> and like telling myself is this how I feel and like googling it and like honestly just trying to do research into like okay is this truly how you googled I like, do I love somebody what was the google like what, like what does it mean to be in love wow yeah I what came up what, what were the, what I don't, were the search results? I don't remember exactly what came up but I do remember being like yeah I agree with that that ticks that box yep this is right and and then just you know kind of just reflecting on like how he makes me feel and how how we've grown and how we had been continuously building trust with each other and so it was the, that was June when he told me that and so I was like okay I know he's gonna come during the fourth of July and I made it cheesy I was like all right, the fireworks went off. <laughs> I turned to him and I was like, you told me not to be scared to give you my heart and I'm not, I love you. <laughs> like that's a movie. Another scene in the movie. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. Love it. I love, that you, I love that you Googled, what does it mean to be in love? I think that's actually a really great exercise just to do, like just on your own, like don't, don't Google it. Like, well, I'm interested. I'm going to look at those answers. But like for yourself, like for me, what does it mean to be in love and like writing that down so that way if and when I experience it I can like just kind of go through and say yeah this person makes me feel this they make me feel that you know like that's that's such a great kind of um gauge for yourself because it can be hard it's like am I really in love with this person could I really see like you know a future here or am I is this anxiety like is this fear like what's really going on um so if you have that like clear guideline for yourself like that's a uh, incredible support right there. Um, last question for the both of you. What has been, you know, really quickly, like your, your either your hardest lesson in love um, or your greatest gift from love? And Selena, why don't we start with you? Um, okay, I guess my hardest lesson in love, um, I don't know. I think it's somewhere between trust and communication and maybe they go hand in hand, but just like how to communicate myself accurately, like what I want. Um, and then to really take the time to understand how somebody else communicates. I think that's been a really interesting lesson and not something that I really done in any other of my other previous relationships. So I feel like this has been a lot of like introspective work on like even I've noticed it transcends to how I communicate at work and like with friends just being more intentional with my words 
Um, and I, I also like that goes hand in hand. Like it's led to that healing because like, you know, it's been such a tough lesson. It's been such an obstacle for me to overcome that now that I feel like I've gotten a good practice and I've gotten into good habits about how to communicate that it's been like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. Amazing. Ellie? Um, I, I can't help but kind of think the same um, of just uh, communication styles, like that lesson and also in trust also just being that I've been with Raleigh for so long and we've had to have a lot of trust because he still travels the world almost half the year every year and um and we've we've definitely had our struggles and our ups and downs and we've um definitely learned through those and to to be able to have that trust but to be able to communicate so that we can build the trust and mm-hmm. like be able and I'm I'm definitely still learning like so he is so so is he, we've been together so long, but we're still learning about each other and we still want to learn about each other. And cause it's all an evolution. You're still growing, you're still changing. So um, as long as we want to keep doing that together, I think that is like our plan. And um, we, we, the way that we communicate, um, I, I still the same, like catching myself, like, ah, oh, I, I, you know what? I didn't have to jump to the annoyance like let me let me take a breath and um try to convey myself the you know the way that he'll hear me and uh he's sometimes he'll flip the script on me and be like you used to say that I can communicate now you're the one that's shutting down I'm just like wow how is this happening (laughs) I taught you too well like like we 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 We've definitely had a lot of, a lot of different conversations where like it, it has happened now where like, sometimes I will want to shut down and he will want to keep talking. And so I feel like that's good growth that we were continually to find those um, balances within each other. And I think that's um, still lessons that we're learning together. I love that. Yes. Communication is key. Everybody talk it out with your partner, with yourself, with a trusted friend. Um, because that's, I, yeah, that's definitely like the biggest lesson for me is just like learning how my self-talk has always been and switching it to be something more positive, something more constructive. Um, and then also just like having this dialogue and having these conversations of, of asking these difficult questions to myself when I'm in a relationship, when I'm out of one, you know, like what is it, what is it that I want? You know, what is it that I'm feeling, right? All of that is just so important to be able to just like articulate and better tell the story of who I am at the end of the day. Um, And I think that is the ultimate goal of what we're trying to do here at Solidarity Media is like really telling um, true, authentic, honest stories. Um, So I'm really very excited to be, you know, doing this together with the both of you and like having your support, having your friendship, like it really just means the world to me in this journey and in in my process. And um, just so grateful for you both. So like, thank you again for chatting with me today on uh, on the show. Thank you for doing this. It's such an honor to be your friend, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And I think my my mom told me this the other day, like you can, you can really fall in love with your friends 
and I've fallen yes. in love with you too. And yeah. that's a, that's like a, you know, a love healing journey within itself of finding out more about yourself through your friends who challenge you, who build you to just be better. And um, I am excited to follow your journey, Olivia, and about it. Like, let's let's all follow along. It's so exciting. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it in a little way too. Thank you. Oh, I have to like pull something off screen and like have you read it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. And I I definitely want to have you both back as like, things progress update you know uh talk to ellie maybe after the wedding see how you're feeling all of that so we'll be checking in very soon well we'll be following along for sure thank you everyone for listening today i really hope you enjoyed the episode if you have any questions or comments about anything that was shared today please reach out at solidarity underscore media or you can head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn more If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, you can play some of the polls or answer some of the questions that I have down below. So please check those out. As always, if you're loving this show, please give a five-star review, share, follow, get notified, um, post about us. And if you're interested in coming on and talking to me about your dating experience and relationships, again, please reach out. And I'm excited and looking forward to updating everybody on my journey. Thanks, everyone.